Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to Killer Casting. We are coming to you live from Los Angeles, California, a mere minutes after the 2021 Oscar extravaganza. And I just wanted to hop on. This is Lisa Zambetti, casting director, with um, my sexy beast. Say hello. Hello there, everybody. Um, Yes, very excited to have this chat about the Oscars. Maybe more than you are, Lisa. Well, I just kind of wanted to put it to bed and uh, to join us is um, our honorary sexy beast, Mm -hmm. um, the aficionado of um, Infelagrante. I don't know what your title is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm the co-producer of your children. Yes. And uh, uh, I'm Paul Sullivan. I'm a podcaster. And I used to do stuff with Real Crime Profile, and I still do stuff about baseball. Yeah. And uh, I have a bit of an Oscar savant, and I was on the other Oscar show. Yeah, so Paul was on my pre-Oscar um, tirade, and now he'll be on my post-Oscar tirade. <laughs> now, now, I see a pattern. To see it, set yeah. the scene, folks, um, Dean is in Australia, as you know. It is 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, yes, it is. And we've been WhatsApping Monday. most of the day because poor Dean has had to take his deceased dog of 18 years to the funeral home. And at one point, I wished I were there and you were here <laughs> watching the Oscars. <laughs> Talk about I a did. dead dog. I did. Oy. <laughs> I did actually get a WhatsApp from Lisa where she said, I said, oh, how's the show going? And she said, frankly, I'd rather be dropping off a dead dog. And I went, wow, that must be some show. Poor Safi. Uh, she should have been yeah. in, in the in memoriam. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah. This was the, uh, the, the dog crematorium of award shows. <laughs> oh, now, <laughs> So, so Dean has not actually watched. I'm sorry, them. Dean. I'm yeah, so sorry. sorry. Dean. I'm so sorry. Dean has not actually watched them yet because you were otherwise busy, and they haven't aired yet, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that it, it did go out live on one of the um, live to air channels, but since about mm, I don't know a few months ago, I just killed our cable box i'm like i'm sick of paying this we never watch anything on it and then i struggled then i just got back and thought maybe i'll catch the end of things and i was googling in australia where can i watch the oscars live online and basically you can't so yeah Mm -hmm. so i couldn't even catch the end of it so uh while i was in the waiting room at the at the doggy um hospital I, i i did i was following the guardians quite funny um, you know, sort of moment by moment text update thing. So I've seen a couple of the minor awards uh, that that um, that happened, but yeah, that he he was saying that it's it was just the weirdest, yeah. weirdest award show ever. Yeah. Yeah, and I hate to be such a to dog it so much. I think I'm going to be making this joke all day, but um, I hate to you know kick it in the nuts because it must have been so hard to put this show on at all. And of course, last year it was all via no, it was the Oscars took place before oh, COVID did. hit. It was like the last big thing because the Oscars last year were in February. Because normally the Oscars are in either late February or early March. And it just so happened that the Oscars were in like mid-February and just before COVID hit. And so that's when uh, like Parasite won and Renee Zellweger won and Brad Pitt won and Joaquin Phoenix 
made one of the most incoherent speeches. <laughs> I love him. I really do. He's an incredible. He did an incredible job in the Joker. Anyway, so Dean, so let us set the scene for you since you weren't there. It was mm. sort of like it took place in sort of like a buffet. Yeah. Like like cafeteria at, Ve- at, at Vegas or I don't know it, it was, was a, such a weird it was a, like these big booths that you see like in Vegas if you're going yeah. to the all you can eat buffet with <laughs> Mac Davis mm-hmm. doing the entertainment and that's fine but it was just so strange yeah, it, was, it was just yeah I, I I believe they had some hubs didn't they they had like a London hub and a an right. LA hub or something like that, you know, they were trying to sort of create some kind of a sense of community. Yeah, yeah, but here's part of the problem for that is like when they would cut to London, there was like the it was like the Royal Film Academy or something, and it was like eight people in an empty theater. So it looked like you were at a matinee like of a second run movie in Erie, Pennsylvania, watching, you know, watching oh you could, you could think there's junior mints on Olivia Coleman's shoe. And like yeah. and you know, all you saw was empty seats. And when yeah. they went to other places like Milan or Paris, they were just standing alone. And that must be a really weird feeling to be I just won an Oscar and I'm alone staring into a camera. Like we all rehearsed right. alone. Yeah. You're not supposed to give the actual goddamn speech alone. But that was so weird. Right. Who was it that won the Oscar and he was in Rome or he was in Paris. So he was on a rooftop in Paris and they handed him the Oscar. And it's like, how did they know or did that it- he was going to get the Oscar <laughs> and have it on hand in Paris? It was the dude who won the screenplay for uh, the father. And there was the, the French screenwriter was in Paris. Christopher, Ham- Christopher Hampton, the famous playwright, was sitting in an empty theater in London. And he didn't get to say anything because the French guy, there's, I think he's still talking. His speech was like, <laughs> and I remember I saw a wave and it was beautiful at the beach. And oh man, my neck. Oh, I don't know what to say. I didn't write anything. Um, and, but like he was standing alone. The, the dude was standing alone. And like some hand reaches out, <laughs> like there's your Oscar, sir. Deliver for like, Mr. Mongo. Did, did and- he just is? Did he just <laughs> have <laughs> one on hand? Like, uh, I, well, funnily enough, that was one of the comments that I that I did um, send Lisa, it, where the guy writing for the Guardian, who was hilarious, says, "Okay, it's best original screenplay," and instead of clips. King is introducing each night in the same way as a game show host might introduce a set of contestants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I we don't didn't want to be was... hyper. I... Yeah. He we says, I don't want to be hyperbolic on. here, but if but if this is the way the whole show is going to go, I'm going to throw myself out of a window into a skip full of infected syringes. Well, <laughs> like, oh, guess what? Cow, how bad is this thing? Geronimo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the other thing that, that <sighs> Regina King, you know, who looks stunning. Yeah, she's great. In, she's terrific. I forget she's what she was wearing, but anyway, but she comes in and she's sort of like you know hosting, but then she starts kind of riffing and joking, and we're like, oh my god, wait, she's announcing the categories, but you wouldn't know it because she was just kind <laughs> yeah. of. It was so weird. Yeah, and then the camera work was bizarre. Yeah, like it was everything was shot from like the side. Yeah. And so, so there's none of the sort of like you're supposed to the direct on look at an award show. Yeah, there was no direct to camera look. And that's I mean, this is something that happens with actors who are auditioning for me when they're not centered in the frame and looking right at me. It's like I can't get a feeling for you. I can't get a sense of of what you're what's going on. And and that just kept happening. I'm like, what is this? What what are they? Who's in the control room? That just sounds bizarre because it's 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 almost like okay, if this was the um, you know national conference of the uh, you know truck driving community or something. I don't know. It's like Teamsters. They could be we call them Teamsters here. Teamsters. <laughs> right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Poor production values. But you go, wow. It's like, wait a second, this is the Oscars. Does anybody here have a clue how to stage this stuff? Can we can we can we organize <laughs> proper cameras? And can we can we can we imagine what's gonna, you know, how this is going to look and then go right, no, that's not going to work. What we'll do is this yeah. instead. I mean, you know, my my I can't wait to see the playback on this because 
outside of um, killer casting, my real job is uh, as a sort of live events producer. And so I, I just cannot. And they needed uh, of course, you. During, <laughs> they needed yeah, you. and during COVID, it's been a lot of virtual stuff. And um, so we've been doing a lot of virtual uh, video conferencing and uh, running, you know, award shows online and, and, and um, you know, conferences and medical things and whatever. It's not, I mean, I'm just a guy in Melbourne and I think we do a pretty good job of it. So how, how they've made such a well, dog's breakfast of this, I'm, I can't, I'm dying to see it. Well, they're in a tough spot because obviously they want it to look, you know, live and like people are there and they, and they made a big deal. Regina made a big deal. Like everybody's been tested. Everybody's been vaccinated. Who's in the audience. So people were sitting at sort of like cafe tables, like cabaret sort of little rounds, but but still, there were so few of them. Yeah, that it was yeah. like, um, and then nobody was talking, nobody was interacting. They were just like hostages sitting there, very <laughs> awkwardly. Well, it was clear that they they rotated in and out nominees because there was there was like there at some point like the back row would be filled with the people who were nominated for best makeup, and then there were all the people from best documentaries. It was clear that at one point they were shuffling people in and out, you know, uh-huh. so they could have the people there. Because there were not physically enough space to have all the nominees in the Starbucks where they were shooting the Academy <laughs> Awards, but um, you know, it, I, I get in in a way. I mean, it's easy to crap on it because yeah, it was I know. because it was yeah, and it was uh, it was a disaster. But uh, they were trying to say, "Hey, look it. We obviously can't make it feel like." the Oscars the way that we all know it in the giant theater with the big spectacle. So let's try to play off of that. And, but my problem was it was, they were trying to reinvent the wheel too many times because Mm. in one sense, yes, it's in a smaller space. Yes. It's in a different locale than they normally would, but for the billion of us watching it, we're in the same space, our living room looking at a television. And right. so what we want to see is a, a show. A show. Yeah. We want to see an award show, not something that feels they'll and, and if you're gonna make it like the Golden Globes where you feel like you're in a ballroom, fine. But even that you have a an award show that's going on. And I felt like they were trying like you know it reminds me of like when they try to do things like we're going to do like on this, like in a sporting event, we're going to have a music act. We're going to have this, we're going to have this host that just show the game. We're here to watch the yeah. game. And there's a comfort <laughs> food aspect to the Oscars, which is most people, I'm an Oscar addict and I know the show stinks, but there's always something about it. There's always a surprise or something like that. And don't, I'm here to watch an award show, not here to watch an open mic night. I'm not here to watch wandering around doing crowd work. And when you have the nominees come in, the nominees are flippity flippity, da 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 da. The Oscar goes to bam. Not, hey, did you know that the writer of The Father loves Junior Bits? And I bet there's some in his pocket right now. Let me tell you. Well, I mean, if you had a professional, somebody like, you know, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler or Jimmy Kimmel who could really work the show, but since it didn't have a host, I mean, I think people did their best, but it just, it felt super weird. And some people were dressed to the nines, like, oh my goodness, Angela Bassett's dress was like, oscar worthy and then there are some people who were there in like crocs and you know like a sweatsuit <laughs> i saw a photo with that gold crocs yeah, yeah well you know i love quest love but but anyway so let's let's well, dean you don't know very many people who won so let's just real really quickly go through the main ones that well, that um and any comments about those well i just want to say my personal shout out is i'm the best documentary feature i was rooting for crypt camp because one of the producers is a friend of mine and worked on the feature that I directed and is a wonderful person. Uh, Crip Camp did not win the octopus movie. Won. Now Dean loves that uh, movie. Well, yeah. Well, as a, as a scuba diver, free diver, um, I, I, I did find that quite endearing, uh, but I haven't seen any of the other nominations. So uh, it's it was an interesting concept to you know sort of take a daily almost uh, kind of video diary of that, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was cute. It was a bit different, but whether it was winner, you know, whether it was win worthy, I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, and the octopus just went on and on during the speech. When the octopus came up there, and <laughs> Lord, you know, I would have preferred to hear yeah, from an octopus. Here, but, here, by the way, greatest pet peeve. I know I'm not the first person to say this, but uh, I call, am I allowed to swear on this? Mm -hmm. I call bullshit to anyone who gets on stage and says, I didn't prepare a speech because I didn't expect to win. <laughs> Go F yourself, okay? You've yeah. had, first of all, over a month, and everyone's practiced this. Anyone who's been nominated for an award has gone, oh, I'd like to thank, and do you know what? Come prepared. Get up there and come prepared when oh, you give boy. your speech. Well, now, some some well, yeah, but some people did come prepared and woo. Whoa. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, there was um, from the blog, one of the um, uh, the comments from the Guardian guy was that some uh, some guy, I, I forget who it was, made a really good speech, a really great acceptance speech. I think he was in London. And he said, uh, the good news is that he's just received a standing ovation. The bad news is there's like 11 people in the crowd. So yeah. it doesn't yeah. have that effect yeah. that it you know, normally would. Well, you said the order was really weird <laughs> yeah, tonight. The order was really weird because... Again, look at I, I I get that they're trying to do something different. It began with screenplay. Usually the Oscars begins with either supporting actor or supporting mm -hmm. actress. You know, that like you start with one because that's normally going to be like a name you recognize. So they start with a big one. And then they have some of the you know, I hate that they're called technical awards because they're all creative, but they have some of the technical awards, they have some funny, they have a few songs, then they have supporting actor, then at one point they'll sprinkle in screenplays because sometimes you get a director coming they didn't up have anybody singing the songs this no, time right no which usually takes a lot of time so, and then you yeah. had uh then you'll have did, sorry did you say they didn't play the songs or anything they, they didn't have, they usually they, have people they, singing sing, each song somebody sings the yeah, song. yeah nope, yeah 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 and nope. then the last bunch of awards are in in various orders it would either be director actor actress or actor actress director or you know some sort of combination of that and then, of course, it all culminates in best picture. Like, and that's and that sort of it all comes because that is the best picture is at least in theory the culmination of this is the film that best embodies all the awards that we just saw. In theory, that's what. Yeah. But you, it ends with picture. That's always the climax. Well, in what? this show, in this show, it begins with a screenplay, but we didn't even realize they were giving out an awards because we thought we were at a roast. For the writers, I said, "Oh, <laughs> Jesus! They're handing out awards." I, 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 if I were not at hey, I wonder when they give it. Oh shit! I'm up, and um, and then like they had, then they had like supporting actor and supporting actress, but then they had director really early in the show. Like oh, I'm really? even looking up, we're like, wait, we're doing director already. Yeah. Like it, like before they did like cinematography and editing, we were handing out director, and they didn't show extended clips of each movie, did no. they? No. That, and then weird. and then it's going on and you know the the show is kind of grinding around they have the in memoriam video now i'm kind of obsessed with in memoriam videos i make in memoriam videos for baseball and i do a halfway decent job of it uh i love some of the in memoriam videos in the past the last couple of ones have been awful have been just mm -hmm. awful this one and why are they awful to they're, you they're awful because there's they don't let sometimes they'll like shove like multiple faces on the screen. Like Terry Jones, one of the members of Monty Python got to be hmm. shoved in the corner of a screen with like two other, with Rutger Hauer. Like they had to share a screen and there's like no rhythm to it. Or like when Robin Williams died, Robin Williams got like one photo in the middle. Like here's one of the guy who's one of the biggest movie stars of the last part of the 20th century. And he was, he got as hmm. much screen time as someone's publicist. Yeah. You know, that's not, yeah. let's go rather and stick them in the middle. This one was a little better, uh, be, but they dealt with the issue that there were so many people died. I had that issue making the baseball memorial video, and my memorial video this year was longer than it normally is because so many people died. And the same thing happened in this. And it was flashing it was people's so face. Fast. It was so fast. They did it to this wonderful Stevie Wonder song. But the it's that that song has got such a fast rhythm. Dun 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 dun. Mm. And like if you're putting pictures to the beat, it's like whoa. You know, you don't have time to breathe. Yeah. And yeah, also, it's not a Paul, music video for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. And what Paul is really good at in his in memoriams is he doesn't just show 
picture, picture, picture. He lets some film run or you hear the person's voice or you see a clip from something they've done. And those are really good in memoriam. Yeah, there was there there were some really wonderful in memoriams in the middle 90s to the early 2000s where they would allow like sometimes some of them would go. They would have a bunch of photos. But then when there'd be someone big like Jack Lemon or Anthony Quinn or uh, you know Federico Fellini, they would allow a clip. You know, when George Harrison, they had George Harrison, they showed him Hard Day's Night playing in, they had While My Guitar Gently Weeps, but they also showed clips of Monty Python's Life of Brian and Mona Lisa and Time Bandits were all films that George Harrison produced. So it basically right. said he was a Beatle, but he also was a film producer and a quite a successful film producer, you know, behind the scenes. And so when you saw those clips of George Harrison, you're like, I'm celebrating. Obviously, he was this, but he also did that. You know, you, they, James Stewart, you see a clip of him in Rear Window. You see a clip of him in Vertigo and in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. So there's a, a star of that caliber. Yeah, it should more be than adjusted. one yeah. more, more snippet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It just didn't yeah, we're, 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 yeah. So it sounds like they gave it to the work experience kid who put all the photos in PowerPoint with a you know one second hold and a and a transition and then just went bang. Yeah, <laughs> put I mean, on like the soundtrack. Carl Reiner got a, a Carl Reiner. There you go. A guy who mm. had mm. had a wonderful career as a writer, a director, very successful director, a very successful mm. writer, and. For a lot of people, he's the old guy in Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. you know, and that, yeah, that yeah. would have been a great sort of. So you have him retro. starring in The Russians Are Coming, Russians Coming, directing all of me and the jerk and being in Ocean's Eleven. I mean, he was he had this incredible, you know, where's Papa, all these things that he did. No, he's Carl Reiner. Bye. Next. Next. <laughs> Max. Yeah. No, and he's then, Fred Willard. Next. And next. Then, <laughs> Am I wrong? Or was he also in All in the Family? Is it? That was Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner's. Oh, Rob son. Reiner. Wrong, yeah. wrong Reiner. Yes, of yes. course. Right, but he was on yeah, the Dick yeah. Van Dyke show. Yeah, did, did, and, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but and there was no crescendo to it. So by the time you got to like we Paul and I were both trying to bet who would be the last um face in the in memoriam montage. And um, you know, you're supposed you're kind of building towards that big emotional, and then mm-hmm. they had Sean Connery and then Chadwick Boseman, but even they were sort of rushed anyway. Yeah. So it, it, that that was a bummer. I just I felt it was better than the previous one, which was just basically uh, let's put a bunch of things on hit shuffle and just shoving like, you know, mm. Brady bunching famous people. I'm sorry, mm. Terry Jones deserved yeah. a slide. <laughs> Rutger <laughs> Howard deserved a slide yeah. at least. Anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, then there were some other things like um, uh we got to see uh, Emerald uh, Fennelin for Promising mm-hmm. Young Woman. Uh, it's I always like it when they're a the director of a film, they sort of you, they can walk away with something if they don't win Best Director or Picture that they do walk they don't walk away empty-handed. Um, supporting actress, uh, I'm I'm going to butcher her name. Uh, and she made fun of that in her speech, which was wonderful. Her speech for, from uh, Yeo Jung Young, is that, I think you pronounce her name. And she made fun of the fact that no one could pronounce her name. She gave one of the best speeches. She was funny. She was prepared. She had humor. She was self-deprecating. But she also honored the other people around her, honored the filmmakers. She was great for yeah. Minari, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, so was she from Minari? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Daniel... Uh, I can't pronounce anyone's name. I have to look at it. To Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, no, you mentioned Emerald. You mentioned Emerald Fennell. Please tell me she won for best screenplay. Yes, she did. She won for screenplay. Oh, thank um, God. Okay, good. Then uh, I and um, Nomadland won for director, but then it got really you mean, weird. You mean Chloe Zhao? Yes, yes, she won for yeah, yeah for yep. Nomadland. Um, and then it got really weird because at one point. Rita Moreno came out. Okay. Always good to see Rita and Moreno. And they played Electric Company. They, they played Electric Company. There you go. And she said, I'm going to give out the award for best picture. And they go, wait a second. We haven't done actor actress yet. You end with picture. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? And like, they can shuffle on the, like, you don't end. It's like, we're going to have the fight of, in Rocky 
at the, you know, with about an hour to go, and then the fight ends, and then we're going to have the scene where they're at the skating rink. I mean, no, you, you, there's a reason why you didn't blow up the Death Star and then go to the cantina. There's a reason why we have some things, you know? Yeah. And Beginning, like, middle, end. Hey, hey, just before we get too far away from then from Chloe, Chloe's uh, Zhao, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure it was her that uh, the, Again, I'm referring back to the Guardian um, text article that was all I could do. I was sitting there scrolling on it a little bit whilst um, waiting uh, in the waiting room at the at the animal hospital. But um, the guy says, um, she, I think it was her, she finished her speech and she got played off with the theme from To Live and Let Die. And he's literally like, what the fuck is that about? It's like... She got, well, just, I, I didn't notice that because there was no band. There was yeah, nobody. Right. I don't think there was anybody played off well, because the, some people were like going on and on and on. Well, and they on. had Quest Love as kind of a DJ there. Yeah. But at one yep. point they had some, I don't know who it was, but it was like went to the crowd to do like, okay, we're going to do some Oscar trivia. Like, what in the name of shit are you talking about? And then nothing's worse than surprising people with crowd work. You have to, stuff like that, you have to come up mm. to people ahead of time and say, will you cooperate with us instead of you yeah. know well, then, when you can do it well like when jimmy kimmel didn't he like have pizza delivered to everybody i mean sometimes those jokes can I, work I just but it, yeah, it was really lame it, it, was, it was it was lame you know glenn mm. close did like a little dance or something which is like okay i'm sure she liked that as much as not winning an oscar <laughs> but oh so hang on okay so let's put a pin in that um okay. so she did not win Okay, wait, did, did we say best movie yet? Okay, so pick okay. best picture. Who do you, what, 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 do you know what went hang, Okay, picture? no, hang on. So, so that means that she, if if my memory serves me correctly, she has now, that is her eighth nomination with no win. Uh, I think that's correct. Uh, yeah. She's nominated for The Natural. She's nominated for World According to Garp, The Natural, The Big Chill, Dangerous Liaisons, uh, uh, The Fatal Attraction, The yeah. Albert Knobs. The wife, yeah, eight, yeah, right. Why she was no she was not nominated for Reversal of Fortune. Oh. The 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 yeah yeah the Mueller class Mueller. yeah yeah yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what they say: ninth time's the charm. <laughs> but uh, oh God. all right. So wait. So, so best so picture, picture Lodine, Do you know what won for best picture? No, I don't. Um, what do you think won? I would. Mm, actually. I think it's got to be a toss-up between Ma Rainey and Nomadland. I think it, the, well, the, the, Ma Rainey uh, wasn't nominated, so that would be uh, oh, a really oh, that's right, shot. it wasn't. Be a yeah, yeah, yeah. Launch. I'd forgotten it, that it, it wasn't in movie. Them opening up and reading Ma Rainey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they got that guy back again from two years ago. <laughs> well, here's before we get to that. Here's the thing that I'm just realizing I missed because you know at the Oscars there's usually so many celebrities there, even though they're not nom. I mean, there's usually like the Warren Beatty and the, the you know old Hollywood being there, and because there wasn't the capacity, you you didn't really you didn't have that sort of star power and Hollywood, you know. And yeah, I was you know you just had a, a few ladies in ball gowns. <laughs> And that was, you know, there was the there's a moment when the wrong film was announced the year that uh, Moonlight won, and yep. they Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty announced it was La La Land. Mm -hmm. Famously, there yeah. was a photograph of when all the confusion was on the stage, and the stage manager comes out. The producers of La La Land are on the stage. Warren, no one know what the hell is going on. Jimmy Kimmel doesn't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> and he was actually getting set up to do another bit out in the audience. And he was like, I should probably get on stage. And because no one knew what the hell was happening. And someone took a photograph while this is going on out to the audience. And you see like Meryl Streep, Matt Damon, The Rock, all these people. And it's kind of like the cover of Sergeant Pepper with all the faces. <laughs> and you can recognize all the goddamn faces going, looking, going, what the hell is happening on stage? And here it looked like a you expected someone to come up and bring out like a guitar and put out a hat. And it's like, okay, hey, this, uh, this is a song I wrote. It's called My Mother's Cat. You know, and it's like, and so having, not having that element of cutting out to the crowd and go like, oh, there's this, there's that, you're that famous person, that famous. You're right. Yeah. It's, a, you bite. it's one of the things that, again, we understand why it's there, but why you can't do that. But 
and maybe that made people feel like they had to adjust and create something new, but. You could have been zooming Marilyn from Connecticut and she could have been, you know, in her silk pajamas. Have virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, a I virtual Marlon Brando next to a virtual <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> next, to a, next to Mickey Mouse. Next to E.T. You know, why not? If you're going to do it, have R2 and 3PO in the background next to King Kong, why not? One of the comments that I read was, that when they did the reaction shots, because they're zooming some of those reaction shots, you know, normally they're Brady bunched up, you know, and so they're fairly small on the TV. And the guy was commenting that some of the reaction shots, which were full screen, were just like hideously <laughs> transparent for the, you know, the, the disappointment or the hate or the whatever. Yeah. Right. Anyway, getting okay. back on track, getting yeah. back on track with picture, um, I would love to think. That promising young woman won, um, but I've got a feeling it's it's going to be Mank or or um uh or the father. The father seemed to have this, but it's like that's the one. It's like would come out of left field because about that. But I think it's probably going to come down to. Um, so I don't think promising young woman's going to get it, but I think it's going to be Mank or Nomadland. Okay, and the winner is open up the envelope. Nomadland. <laughs> the right Nomadland. One. Nomadland. Yeah. All right, go uh, Chloe. Came Francis McDormand gave uh, Joel Cohen, who was one of the few celebrities I saw in the audience, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the dour and uh, always the always effusive and bright star that is a. Uh, the bright Hollywood lights of Joel Cohen. Oh, by the way, I love him. I yeah, we love Joel Cohen, but, but it was just so funny. He looked just as bemused to be there yeah. as anybody else. But so, so everybody comes up on stage for Nomadland, and you know, Swanky was there, and Linda May. And they were all gussied up, and that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they let Chloe Zhao give the speech and and stuff. So that was cool. At first, I thought Frances McDormand was wearing a sweatshirt. I swear, I thought is she just wearing a black sweatshirt? <laughs> Her hair was not was not anywhere near a comb, you know. It looked like she'd take right, so a nap. She, so, so she looked like she just walked off the set of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is fine, but it's just like anyway. So okay, so that one, and then oh, what they, happened? Well, they they also they gave out the Jean Herschel. They gave out. Oh, two, that was the, the best part of the. They night, gave well, they gave out two uh, humanitarian. One to the the foundation of the motion uh, picture fund. fund. Yeah. Uh, But then they also gave it to Tyler Perry. Oh, he was great. Tyler Perry was great. Tyler Perry was prepared. Tyler Perry was, uh, granted it was, he knew he was going to win, but he was, Mm. he was, they had a wonderful tribute to him and all the charity work and everything he does through his foundation in, in Georgia. And he came up and he gave a great, passionate speech really great really story terrific. really tight it was made terrific. a great it yeah was really it was great. it was awesome that was worth the price of yeah. admission and said okay so they they still they gave a picture and we still have actress and actor to hand out and so lisa made the point that clearly what they want to do the the only other time i can think of in the history of the oscars that i'm aware of where they didn't end with best picture was the year that charlie chaplin came back <laughs> was, this was in the 1970s. This must have been 1970. Oh, okay, right. Came back. And yeah. Charlie Chaplin had been living in exile in Switzerland. He knew mm. he didn't have long to live. He kind of he gave a gigantic middle finger to Hollywood, which he helped build. And he came back to receive a you know a lifetime achievement Oscar. He had received an Oscar earlier in his career, but they were giving him a here's your lifetime achievement Academy Award. And he was very private. Like people didn't even realize what he looked or sounded like anymore. And when he sort mm. of came on stage, everyone knew it was a gigantic moment. It was bigger than I think it was the Sting one Best Picture that year, if I'm not mistaken. It was, it was oh yeah, seventy three. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it was seventy three. I could be wrong. Please don't sue me. But mm-hmm. um, that was the only <laughs> other time that I could think of where Best Picture was not the final award of the evening. And so Lisa here points out that they want to end the night because Chadwick Boseman is a slam dunk to win Best right. Actor. He died. Yep. It was stunning that he died. And they wanted to have that be the finale. Yeah. Mm. And okay. And oh, yeah. So they gave out an actress. Now, I had, I thought Carrie Mulligan was going to win actress. 
Lisa or a bunch of people said Viola Davis for Ma Rainey. Yeah. Who did you pick, uh, Dean? Who did you think was going to win? Or who do you think won? Um, so I think Kerry was amazing. Maybe just, this is, this might sound stupid, but just uh, based on screen time, um, you know, Viola Davis only had like 20 minutes in the whole film, and I think the focus was more on the guys. So the way things are trending with Nomadland, I would say, Francis is a good, um, uh, certainly a strong contender, but I would hope my heart says Carey, but my, but my brain says um, Francis. The envelope, please, Mr. Sullivan. And the Oscar goes to Francis McDormand. Francis hey. McDormand. So she walked away with two Oscars, and she now has four Oscars altogether and three best leading actress. Meryl Streep mm. can't say that. I think only Catherine mm. Hepburn can say that. Uh, Catherine Hepburn won four leading actresses. Um, so Frances came on stage. She said a haiku, and she was out of there. Yeah, she was like, she won out. She, she, <laughs> she did. I mean, it was like they were not, none of those words, yep. I mean, made any sense to anybody but her. But God love her. It was totally on brand they were at a train station she thought oh, God, i could get this i got a pass i got a transfer i can get the hell out of here if i keep my acceptance speech score uh, okay. okay so the big banana is all we have left is yep acting. is acting actor so, mm -hmm. all right so um mank uh i, I thought mank would appeal to um to the academy you know it was like a very much an academy type film so i could see him winning that my heart wants uh chad chad bozeman so i think surely it's it's got to be chad well yeah and and this whole thing is clearly designed and i and i jokingly said imagine if they open it up and it's like gary oldman or like it'd be, it'd be everyone would mm. like mm. Gary Oldman's probably saying, please don't be me. Please don't be me. You know, he's already <laughs> And like, it's obviously we're going to have this very cheerful thing. And out comes. Um, okay. And the. Well, out comes Joaquin Phoenix. Who I love Joaquin Phoenix. I yeah. love yeah. his acting and his, his Joker just broke my heart. So. And you know. we disagreed on that because I couldn't stand that movie. Really? I hate mm. Joker. <gasps> I hated yeah, Joker. Wow. I couldn't really? wait, I couldn't oh, wait I, for I, it to be over. I did love it. Yeah. I was robbing the minority. And I was just sort of like, you know what? Give me Cesar Romero with the painted over mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh goodness. Okay. Anyway. Right. No. So, actually. Now. 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 Sorry. Just. Okay. Small point of um, trivia there. Of course. That. That. Um, the last actor to win a posthumous actor. So I'm about to find out whether Chad does as well. But the last one who did was Heath Ledger for Joker. For Joker. Yeah. For for Darkman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so out comes him. They they okay. list the the other actors. They have the photo of Chadwick Boseman. And he opens up the envelope. And the winner and is... And the Oscar goes to... Anthony Hopkins. <gasps> Ooh, for the father. And Anthony Hopkins is not there. <laughs> he's not in London. He's no goddamn where. And so oh, everyone, he's not... He's not even... He doesn't he, appear he, at all? He doesn't no. even hold up his goddamn iPhone to do oh, one of his weird shit. TikTok videos that he does of him growling in bed. And so <laughs> and so we, we have the entire night has built up to Joaquin Phoenix oh awkwardly God. standing on a stage saying, we accept the honor on his behalf. No, no, he didn't even say that. I think Questlove is the one that said it. Whoever it was, yeah. everyone was like going, Oh okay. man, I really so can't Anthony, wait. And it, it isn't even like, it isn't even the sort of like, hey, look at Anthony Hopkins. And, and look at, I haven't seen the movie. Right. I have zero desire to see the movie simply because it's about a, a, a father who's who's going through dementia. And I just lost my dad in the last two years of his life. He was going through dementia. Forgive me. There's two films I don't want to see. A father going through dementia and a guy dealing with kidney stones. Okay. <laughs> 
because I've had kidney stones. I've had a father deal with dementia. So that's our double feature. Stones and the father. Nope. Pass. Hard pass. I'm going to a tarantula petting zoo before I go to that place. And so and I have zero doubt that Anthony Hopkins is brilliant. You know why? He's oh, brilliant. Yeah. And I've detected a pattern in his career that when he's in movies, he's really, really good. But right. this isn't even an instance where it's kind of like, hey, he's an all-time great act, kind of like Glenn freaking close. Like he's never won. He's never won. And he finally, no, he won for playing Lecter in a role which, yeah. by the way, he should have been best supporting actor for Silence yes. of the Lambs because he's only in the yeah. oh, like 15 definitely. minutes or something like that. Yeah. And I'm sure Nick Nolte in in uh, uh, Prince of Tides that uh, year. Prince was of like, Tides. Was like, oh, he yeah. was brilliant in that. He was great yeah. in Prince of Tides. Yeah. And he's probably going yeah. like, I do. I'm in every goddamn scene in this movie, and he's he he talks about fava beans and puts a mask on, and he gets my Oscar. And so I'd like to talk to Nolte about tonight, and he gets another one. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. that's the it was such a a a turd in a knapsack, just sort of ending like and thud. Yeah, that was just, not so, good. So it sounds like a a fitting end. Than to a debacle. Uh, it's too bad. Yeah. And, I, and again, I hate to be negative because it's so hard to, it must have been really hard to pull this off. But it, I just don't know how the Oscars can come back from this because it was so like, what are we even doing here? Why do we get so, what's the big hoopla well, about here, this? Here, I mean, it's great to honor people for their craft. I think that that's wonderful, but you have it with so many other award shows and it's like, this just feels like the emperor had no clothes, I, you know, I, literally. I, I Here's the thing. I think next year, you know, people were saying the same thing the year that Rob Lowe sang with Snow White, that that, that was going to kill uh, 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 You know what? I was just going to bring that up because I was just going to ask you who produced Alan, the Oscars. Oh, well, that no, year this was year. Alan Carr. Oh, this year was Al, I was going to say, that, that was a career-ending, a career-ending. Wait, Stephen Soderbergh produced him. tonight's Oscars? Stephen yeah. Soderbergh? Yeah. Holy wow. shit. Wow. I would rather have David Lynch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I have said before. I have said before. My dream. No part of me is joking when I say this. My dream Oscar host, and this guy has been on the Oscars, and he's always been very funny and charming when he's on the Oscars. But I think he'd be the greatest Oscar host ever. Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> except he he does it in his characters. Like at one point, he's Daniel Plainview going, you know, like I drink your Oscar. And then like when he's Bill the Butcher from uh, Gangs of New York, Gangs of New York, he comes out as Hawkeye. He comes out as Christy Brown from My Love Point at one point. He, just, he comes out as Abraham Lincoln at one point. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out as from my beautiful laundrette. Tell yep. me, tell, look me in the eye and say, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis is hosting the Oscars. You don't say what? Now, here's what will here's what will save the Oscars. I'll tell you exactly what will save the Oscars. They need to have a host. First of all, next year it's going to be back in the in the, the the Dolby Theater, so it will feel like the Oscars again. They need to have a host who has not hosted it before, and to bring something fun and fresh and self-referential. What happened when they did the they did the whole the whole Snow White singing with Rob Lowe thing, the very next year was Billy Crystal's first year. Mm. Billy Crystal, this was Billy Crystal's circle, you know, this is Harry Met Sally era Billy Crystal, where he was still really on top of his game. He and he was a very, very good host uh, for the Oscars. Um, but he also, by comparison, of what <coughs> we just witnessed okay. was so good and fresh and funny and alive. Has Tom Hanks ever hosted? I don't think so. I think, I think you need, I, I don't know if you need, it's like I understood what they were trying to do when they had Anne Hathaway and James Franco. I got mm. what they were trying to do with that. And that's why I don't completely crap on it. It didn't work, but I'm glad they tried. Hugh Jackman, mm. actually, when he Hugh Jackman he hosted, he was a yeah. really I thought he did a wonderful job. But if yep. they have someone, I, they, they've tried Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel did a decent job, but I want to have someone new 
So that becomes this new, fresh experience. And you've got to maybe funky up with the uh, um, how it's done, but you have to do the actual award parts have to be the, that's what we come to see. Yeah, you mm. need to have them entering that long entrance with it's the beautiful the, gowns the, coming it's down the stage. And, it's yeah. honoring the people. It's the suspense to the buildup. Don't take the piss out of it because that's yeah. what we watch. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, as we wrap, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really you've you've got me very intrigued to watch it back now because I with my event producer hat on, like the stuff that we do. When you said like you know we're not seeing a lot of clips, like you you didn't mm-hmm. see a whole bunch of clips and things like that, and it like we do that all the time. We say to the clients, right, okay, well you need a clip. It's going to be a clip here, clip there, clip there, and we just load them onto the computer, and you know whether it's going out via Zoom or a webcast, it's whatever. And the host says, and um, you know, let's now show you our new sixty second TVC for, you know, for our car, and we go click and boom, it just goes out, and at mm-hmm. the end of it, and we. We've got a, you know, we've got a piece in their ear and we're telling them, um, okay, you know, five seconds, three, two, you know, and it's like, it's not hard. It yeah. can't be hard for these yeah. guys, not not for the well, likes I know of. Dean, you had wanted to do some never won, never nominated trivia. Did you have anything you wanted to do? Paul has like eight pages here. Um, <laughs> we, don't, we won't read them all, but anything that you wanted to highlight? Yeah, look, there are a couple that sort of really stood out to me. One, someone who's been in a million films, but maybe not Oscar-worthy films, but um, Sam Jackson's never won. Um, Ed Norton, who's who's done, uh, you know, quite a few serious Oscar-worthy films. Uh, Glenn Close now with eight. Um, Our our man Stan Tucci, Lisa, um, has had some great roles and not won. Neither has Michelle Williams, which I thought she could easily, mm. easily have won by Manchester for the sea, mm-hmm. a Manchester by the sea. Um, uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Never wow. nominated. Never nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, they were, um, they were some sort of standout ones that, yeah, that I thought um, of I have, in terms uh, of actors. We bet you mentioned the, this is the Never Won It Club. These have been nominees, yep. but have never won it. Annette Benning, Alfred Hitchcock, Sidney Lumet, Christopher Nolan, Ridley Scott, yeah. Sigourney Weaver, uh, Rafe Fines, Ian McKellen, Liam Neeson, Kenneth Branagh. Wow. Uh, Wait, Kenneth Branagh wasn't not well, no, he was he's, he's, he's not one. Um, <clears throat> got it. Um, but like here, the ones that have st- that really stunned me, these are the ones. These are these are the never nominated clubs, right? Mia Farrow, Oof. not for Rosemary's Baby, not for all the films with He Who Shall Not Be Mentioned, where she's brilliant in all those movies. Never nominated, but he's been nominated. He's been nominated. He, yeah. he's keeping track of all the nominees. Uh, some directors like you know, David Cronenberg never nominated, despite yep. making some brilliant movies. Donald, well, Sutherland. And Donald Sutherland, Donald who? Donald, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. Not ordinary people, not Mash, not Clute, none Oof. of them. Uh, a lot of the Coen brothers, stead, you know, steadfast ones who you would assume that, like whether it's John Goodman, John Turturro, Steve Buscemi, never, none of them. Turturro and Buscemi both never nominated. Never nominated. Never wow. Nominated. Delroy Lindo never nominated. Mm. Jim Carrey, who's you know he's mm. been great in some films, including The Truman Show. And Eternal Sunshine oh. of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Martin never nominated, despite making some great performance. Jamie Lee Curtis, I thought she was going to get nominated for Knives Out a couple of years uh, last year because she's just had such an incredibly long career. Yep. Um, obviously, some some classic ones like Edward G. Robinson, Peter Lorre, Pam Greer didn't get nominated for yep. Jackie Brown. Yes. Um, Martin, Sh- Martin Sheen never nominated. No, that wow. can't be. Martin Sheen never nominated for an Oscar. Wow. Hugh, Hugh Grant, not the greatest range, but has been in a lot of Oscar type mm. movies mm-hmm. like Sense and Sensibility, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Room mm-hmm. with a uh, Room with Yeah, Room with the uh, and Howard Zinn. No, and I'll say it, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Was, oh, yeah, for Twelve Monkeys, he should have received an Oscar nomination. Pulp <clears> Fiction. <throat> Six cents. I'll say it. Die Hard. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Those are the, those are your. Yeah. No. It's uh, and and also in the in the director club maybe nom uh I think nominated but certainly not one 
uh, you know, famously Orson Welles and well, Fincher. Well, well, I, I will say Orson Welles did win screenplay. He never right. won director, but he no, he but not did, director. He That's did right. Win an Oscar for screenplay. It's like gotcha. Stanley Kubrick never won for best and like director screenplay or pick or you know or best picture, but he did win the Oscar for special effects for two thousand and one. He directed that. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and um, rightly so. The stuff they did on that was just it was absolutely it still holds yeah, up. incredible. Well, you know, I mean, he did the moon landing for God's sake, right? That's true. That's true. He did <laughs> do the moon, and he confessed that. In the so, Gene, any right. last thoughts, wisdom, any nuggets oh, before we? Well, sign certainly, off? certainly no wisdom. Um, but um, I, 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 I'm, I'm now very keen to go back. Do you know, Lisa, when we did Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom, I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I did in the pod, that the, I think it was the first time that two black uh, makeup artists or hairstylists or something. They won. They oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did that win. was wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Great, yeah. great, great. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to looking at the list of nominees and winners, and then I'm now super curious about seeing the production value because um, that just it just boggles my mind. They've had, you know, 12 months to work this out, and with all the skills and equipment and money um, around it, it, I just can't see how it couldn't have been a showcase. Like, a you know, uh, it should be like a gold standard for little old corporate presenters like me to go, oh, that's a great way. To, hey, that's a nice way to handle that. I'm going to steal yeah. that idea. Yeah, so, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. the opposite. Mm. So this was Weird. our Oscar tri tribute, and I don't know if we'll ever do it again. But anyway, um, thanks, you guys, for jumping on <laughs> as quickly as humanly possible. And one last note, the Padres did beat the Dodgers in 11 innings. I've been checking the score okay. even while we're recording this podcast. <laughs> And this one goes out to old Safi Sapphire, sweet dog. Yeah. yeah, look, she was 18, which is, you know, that's a long time for a dog. Um, she was 100% deaf and about 95% blind, and she could barely oh. walk. And we'd already sort of been discussing about, you know, come on, you know, it's probably about time. And then um, she'd fallen asleep. Uh, I was... I've been binging, re, well, re-watching and binging uh, Mindhunter. And I, I sort of went to bed about midnight and she was crashed out on her little fluffy bed Aww. and she normally likes to sleep with me. And I went, oh, I'm not going to wake her up, it's midnight. And, uh, yeah, we woke up in the morning and uh, she she passed away. So, oh, you know, so probably well. any, any, any of us would take that option, right? Yeah. For yeah, sure. She had a great week. life. She, she, you know, she was loved. And that's what more can you ask for? Well, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks All for, right. thanks, Paul, for guesting. And um, we'll see yeah. you next time on Killer right. Casting signing off. Killer Casting was created and produced by Lisa Zambetti. Sound editing by Dean Laffin from Real World Productions. Logo art by April Laffin. Theme music provided by Amphibious Zoo Music. And Big Fat Opinions provided by Brian Allen Hill.